I'm Julianne DeLynn Hatton, and you're listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. This series will discuss the Prophet Joseph Smith and the authenticity of the gospel he restored. I'll be speaking with Michael R. Ash, author of the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Welcome, Michael Ash. Hi, Julianne. Our subject today is New World Temples and Towers. Yes, an, an interesting topic. The Book of Mormon says the Nephites designed their temples after the Temple of Solomon. What exactly does this mean? Well, the, for the critics, it means that they should have built a temple the size of the one that was built by Solomon. Okay. And, uh, you know, as ornate as the Temple of Solomon. But that's not what it means. It means that it would have had the same basic uh, pattern or, or uh, purpose to the design. And we do know from scholarly studies of Solomon's temple, of how the layout was, we have enough records of this, as well as um, what we find in Mesoamerica, that there were actually some very interesting uh, similarities in the design. Uh, Dr. John Sorensen, who's an LDS anthropologist, and he's examined quite a bit of this, uh, he points out that the, the temple was uh, Solomon's temple, and then he points out the uh, Mesoamerican similarities, but that they w were built on a platform, so people literally went up inside of it, and that there were distinct rooms of, of differing sacredness, and uh, you know they had a courtyard and an outside wall and a plaza, and that the uh, he says that the levels of the altar structure represented the layered universe. Okay, as far as how the ancient people perceived it, and that the building was oriented so that the rising of the sun on, on either the March 21st or September 21st solstice, that the earliest rays would shine through the temple doors, um, and that were opened to let in the, that light to the holiest part. And we find these same characteristics in the Mesoamerican temples, which are, of course, pyramid complexes. And he's not the only one to notice these similarities. Uh, these similarities have been noticed, were noticed early on even by the, the Spanish priests that were there, and non-LDS scholars have pointed out that there are some uh, very noticeable similarities between the two types of designs. Where does the water come in? Ancient people in the ancient Israelites uh, believed, and they had to kind of base this on a worldview. You had rain coming from above, and you had lakes and springs and stuff coming from below. And so they believed there was this giant canopy above us that held back the waters, and, and that's where deity would reside, and then they would let waters in from the heavens, but also the water came up from below the ground. And so we were, it was almost like this island on this this uh, water bubble or water, water lake below us. And in, uh, the Drus in the Temple of Jerusalem was believed that the temple confined the waters from flooding. In fact, uh, Ezekiel, uh, in, in 47, 1 through 12, he saw a time when life-giving water would flow as a river from beneath the temple. So he had this worldview concept incorporated into his revelation. Well, the same thing is found in um, the ancient American pyramids. Uh, for instance, when the natives, uh, Americans, were facing def defeat by Cortez and his men, the priests opened up a hole in the wall of one of the pyramids and expected water to flood the structure. It was hmm. kind of a defensive move, yeah. Mm -hmm. So they also believed the water was below them. 
Where do towers come in? It's another word that describes the same thing. Uh, when we hear tower, we almost think of like cell phone towers <laughs> or, 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 you know, uh, some, some of these long, large structures that are kind of pointy. Um, and I think that for the most part, I know I grew up when we heard about uh, Book of Mormon, how they would climb the tower or speak from the tower. That's kind of what you picture, this, this maybe wooden structure that mm -hmm. stretched up really tall. But a tower is basically another word that uh, represents what we know as a pyramid or as a temple, an artificial mountain. Uh, in fact, the uh, Spaniards, when they came, they referred to the pyramids as torres, which means towers. And, and they're not talking about the towers that we're familiar with, but they're talking about uh, the pyramids. In Mesopotamia, which is where we trace back uh, the stories of like the, the Tower of Babel, um, and these great towers, again, would have been uh, pyramids-type structures in the Near East. Uh, there were ziggurats, which were, you know, these giant platforms, not, not quite pyramids, but had these sloping sides. Um, so they were very similar to an artificial mountain. And all of these things tied together, artificial mountains, temples, towers, uh, pyramids, that they all represent a place where it brings the heavens, because these things reached up high, the heavens down to man. So it was kind of a connecting point between earth and heaven. And that's how the ancient Near Eastern people saw it. That's how the Mesoamerican people saw it. And that's what towers and pyramids and temples all mean. Thank you, Michael Ash. Thank you, Julianne. Thanks for listening to Faith and Reason on the Mormon Faircast. I'm your host, Julianne DeLynn Hatton, inviting you to keep the faith Michael Horash is the author of the book, Shaken Faith Syndrome, Strengthening One's Testimony in the Face of Criticism and Doubt, as well as the book of Faith and Reason, 80 Evidences Supporting the Prophet Joseph Smith. Faith and Reason is produced by Tom Hatton with music courtesy of Arthur Hatton. The opinions expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of Fair Mormon or The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. You can support this podcast by subscribing to it in iTunes and by rating it and writing a review. Questions or comments can be sent to podcast at fairmormon.org or you may join the conversation at fairblog.org.